Welcome to Mommy Heal Thyself. We feature guests who provide you with the tools, resources, and strategies you need to say no to a life of pain and suffering from all forms of preventable disease, toxic drugs, and unnecessary surgeries. We hope to inspire you to boldly reclaim your ability to heal and to serve the ones you love. Welcome, my lovely sisters. Today, I have with me a phenomenal guest. Her name is Amy Scott, and she is a financial coach. Now, you all have been talking to me about finances, and I know that one of the most pressing issues that impacts our health is our relationship to our finances. In fact, I would say that that kind of sabotages a lot of people when they're working with me because they get into programs and then their finances are Katawanka. Or they say, Michelle, I just can't do a program with you because I don't have the finances. And I know that this is an extreme burden to many, many of you. And in fact, it was Amy's own financial challenges that led to her career in finance. After having her first child, her family expenses rose exponentially, determined to reduce their financial stress. She started reading books on money management and personal finance. Now applying the lessons that she learned, she and her husband reevaluated their financial picture and got clear on what purchases were aligned with their ultimate goals. They were able to eliminate non-essential spending and determined how much they really, really needed to cover their living expenses. Then, this is the sweet spot now, ladies. Then she said, you know what? It's not good for just me. She began to develop a budgeting method that allowed their whole family to stay on top of their monthly expenses and to live the lifestyle that they desired and to plan for future financial goals. And once she was able to cultivate this method and perfect this method, she then brought it out to the world. So Amy, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, so fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So first and foremost, what type of people do you help? Well, I I like to say I help purpose-driven women. And that could really mean a lot of different things. My 13-year-old says to me, well, what does that mean, mom? But I most women know what that means, right? Have some kind of a purpose, whether their purpose is, you know, um, caring for their family or pursuing a career, or taking care of their health or their family members. I typically help women who feel like finances are an area of their life that they don't feel as confident in as they may feel in some other areas. Mm -hmm. It's been kind of like their Achilles heel. It's that thing that continues to come up for them that they wish they either understood better, they had more skills around, they felt like they kind of missed the boat on it. Mm -hmm. um, and they're just typically women who are looking for help. So now what are the symptoms that you have experienced that many of them are dealing with? How can they identify that, you know what, I really need to deal with this issue? What is it that's coming up in their world? That's a good question. I mean, I think just in general, they're thinking about finances a lot. 
And, you know, how much is too much? How much is not enough, right? But they're typically finding themselves thinking about and stressing about money on more than a daily basis and maybe even losing sleep, right? From thinking about their finances, having arguments if they have a partner they share finances with or constantly doing what I call like bank account budgeting or mental math where they're running numbers in their head and saying like, how much do I have to spend? And they're worried. They have a sense of worry around maybe not having enough, whether it be for today or for the near term or the longer term, they don't feel, they don't feel at peace around their finances, whatever that looks for them. Yeah. So now what is the mistake that you find a lot of them are making when they're dealing with their finances for themselves and for their family? Well, um, I don't know if it's necessarily a a mistake per se, but I think one, well, let me say it this way, Michelle, that, you know, I think one of the things that's a challenge around finances is a lack of clarity. Hmm. I actually find that when my clients or women I'm leading workshops with that, um, if they can get clarity around their finances, they are it's easier for them to make confident decisions with peace of mind. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people think like, well, I do have clarity. I have a pretty good idea of what I'm spending, what's going in, what's going out. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to have our head around our finances. We're not like dealing with, you know, getting paid one day and spending all our money in one day. Income and expenses go in and out of our bank accounts on a regular basis. And we may have expenses that are daily, like, you know, gas or groceries where we're swiping a debit card or a credit card. We may have expenses that are once a month, like mortgage or rent, cell phone bill. Mm -hmm. And then what we have, what we call my house, whammies of life, you know, maybe car insurance that hits twice a year or um, a repair to a house or health or something your kid needs. So I think one of the first steps is really just getting clarity that these type of expenses, whether they're regular monthly day-to-day expenses are those whammy one-off expenses. Mm -hmm. They impact our bank account in different ways. So when you ask like, well, what's a mistake that people are making? I find that they're treating those three categories of expenses in the same way. Mm -hmm. Well, here's my bank account. I have that type of expense. It goes in, it goes out of this account. Mm -hmm. And I find that leads to a lack of clarity And that's what I guess I would call a mistake is treating those three types of expenses the same way. Hmm. Now, do you also find that it's kind of like an ostrich burying their head in the sand? I find that a lot of women are clueless about their finances. I mean, they're like scared to even look at their finances. And when I ask them, well, how much are you spending on a monthly basis? Because I'm I'm always perplexed by women that are making a lot of money, as far as I'm concerned, you know, relatively speaking. And yet sure. they are all they always have this mentality of I'm broke and I cannot afford to do what really matters in my life. I cannot afford to do these things for my health. Um, so do you find that they're yeah. just like like scared to even touch the whole aspect of finances? I mean, I think um, I, I think there is that scared piece. I think it's also a matter of I've tried this before and maybe I haven't done well at it. And that's why we put our head in the sand. 
I think when people don't feel that they're as strong in an area of life, they don't feel as confident, they may avoid it. So you may find, I find that a lot of my clients, you know, whatever you want to call good money, they're making good money. Sometimes they're making more than they've ever made. And yet they may be more stressed about their finances because then they have the added layer of, I should be doing better, Mm. right? I should be saving more. I should be contributing more to this. And I always like to say that should is never a compelling why, right? Mm. Should is never going to carry the day. And yet we do so much shooting on ourselves around money. And so I think that that can get away in the way a lot of the time. Mm. So it's, it's that matter of um, creating a why that I'm sure it's, I would imagine the same as far as taking a stand around your health. Like if you should be doing better around your health, you may not follow a plan all the way through. Whereas if you've created a why that's like, I don't know, I'm just making this up. I'm going to be alive in 10 years to hike Kilimanjaro with my mom, right? That would be a more compelling why. So I find that my number one goal of course, I love helping people pay off debt. I love have, helping people save. But my number one goal, honestly, is to help women feel confident, hmm. to feel confident and in control. When you feel confident and in control, you look at your bank account and follow a plan. When you feel like I suck at this, right? I'm always going to be bad at this. Of course, you put your head in the sand. It's just a normal reaction, I think. So my work is about creating confidence and control, which I find comes from, as I said earlier, clarity mm-hmm. and having a plan. Okay. I don't know if that's similar in your work, but in Absolutely. my life, it's when you have a plan, it's like, yes, I got a plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that having that plan and really, really being clear on why this is important for you. You know, so women, why is it important for you to get your finances in order for you to be confident with regards to your finances. And so what is the number one tip that you would give to our women? Can I do it in three smaller tips? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> That'll be quick. I promise. Okay. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I kind of said it earlier. The number one tip is to, you know, first of all, it takes courage. I think it takes courage. And so number one tip is just like acknowledging yourself or even going through the process. Mm-hmm. This is a big deal. And most people just get by. They do the best they can with what they have. So if you're in that category, like to not shame yourself around it and to give yourself like, oh, it turns out in this area, I'm ordinary. You are probably extraordinary in many areas of life. It's okay to be ordinary, which means quite frankly, in America, having debt, having your head in the sand, not knowing what's happening around your finances, to be honest with you, that's kind of ordinary. So it's okay to number one, acknowledge like I'm ordinary in this area. If you want to take the right average in this area, exactly. If you want to take the first step, I'd say kind of what I mentioned earlier, which is get clear that there's monthly expenses, Hmm. fixed amount, fixed, you know, fixed amount, like cell phone bill, hundred dollars on the 15th of the month, fixed day of the month, fixed amount. Mm-hmm. Those expenses tend to be the low, least stressful because mm-hmm. we know when they're due yeah. and we know how much they are. We mm-hmm. don't say like, oh my gosh, I can't believe my mortgage is $1,500 this month <laughs> because typically it's around the same amount. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do, honestly, Michelle, is to take though that 
that regular fixed expense mm -hmm. and turn the other two categories into regular fixed expenses. Oh. So what I recommend is turning your day-to-day -day spending, that gas, groceries, Amazon, Target runs, mm -hmm. right? Um, what else? Like Uber Eats, those kind of things where you're either swiping a debit card or swiping a credit card. Mm -hmm. This tends to be the area where we're like, I have no idea what I'm spending in this area. And it's the not knowing or not feeling like we can really get our hands around it. Like, I'll never know how much I can't plan for that. It's not my mortgage. It's not my cell phone bill. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what causes the stress is the not knowing. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't have confidence because we don't know, especially if someone uses a credit card, that amount is going up every month. Mm -hmm. We open that bill. It's never less than we think it will be. <laughs> At least that has not been my experience, right? It's like, what? How uh, that sticker so, shock, like, ah! You know, exactly, exactly. So really, it's kind of thinking about your expenses in those three categories. The second step is to really turn the day-to-day -day into a fixed amount mm -hmm. that you can plan around. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a set number. I'm not going to say everyone should stick within $1,000 a month. No, it's different for every person. There's no one-size-fits-all budget. But look at the last few months and see what are you spending on gas, groceries, Amazon going out to eat. Let's just pretend it's a thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. My number one tip is to honestly take that amount of money every month mm -hmm. and actually move it out of your checking account. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, Dave Ramsey and all his buddies would say take it out in cash, but we don't really live in a cash culture mm -hmm. right now. So I recommend that you set up a second checking account and put that money into that account. Yeah. Smart. That becomes quote unquote, your cash account. That's your spending account. And the thing about it is I won't go too far into this, but the number is coming down. You started a thousand and you spend down mm -hmm. psychological studies have shown the impact is you spend 20 to 22% less mm -hmm. when the amount of thousand is coming down, as opposed to a credit card, when the amount is going up and we're unconscious of what we're spending. Nice. I like that idea. So I'll stick with that tip. That was a lot of me talking. <laughs> no, that was fantastic tip. And I, and I think it also leads into what I share with people, which is the importance of getting someone to assist you on this. Someone who is yeah. dispassionate. They're not emotionally tied to whatever is on your list, you know? And so you can have that third party looking at it when say third party, I'm assuming that, you know, it's you and your, your husband or, you know, something of that nature. And so you have a third party that can look at the finances and say, Hmm, have you considered this? Have you considered this? And that person doesn't have any dogs in the fight, so to speak, you know? So therefore you can get that kind of objective look at it and you too can start to become dispassionate and look at it as just numbers as opposed to having it yeah. feel like it's a judgment call on yourself. You know, I think that's like you said, that shame and that guilt that's so woven into our relationship with money can be very um, disparaging. So now, Amy, share with us, what is the one um, book or TED talk or something that really impacted your life with regards to this journey? Mm. Mm. Well, that's a good question. Uh, lots of books along the way. When I started getting interested in finances, honestly, it was before I even knew podcasts were a thing. So now it's been a lot of podcasts that I've been listening to, but um, 
I think one of the most helpful books, honestly, for me, wasn't necessarily a money book, but Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I use that a lot with my clients because he talks about truly like before you change habits in life, which a lot of times, uh, you know, a lot of times as human beings, we relate to ourselves as like, oh, I'm a human being, but we're really a human doing. Uh-huh. We're looking for the things that we can do. Mm-hmm. And that's all very important. But what he talks about in that book is like to really change a habit. Mm-hmm. It's about changing your identity. And mm-hmm. I find that a lot of my clients come to me with an identity that has been built from a very young age over time, which is some some version of I'm not good with money. I'm bad with money, mm-hmm. right? I didn't learn the right things about money. I'm screwed with money, some version of that. And the work that I do with women over time is about transforming that identity. And I just found mm-hmm. that that atomic habits really um, just really spoke to the importance of that, that it isn't just about changing a behavior. It's about changing your identity and how you view yourself. Absolutely. I love that. I, you know, that's something that I hadn't really thought about, but it's, it is very, very true. You know, I, uh, one of my previous hats was that I was a math teacher. And one of the things that we come into this world, a lot of us, especially women tend to say, I'm just not good at math. And interestingly enough, I think that's also tied into our relationship with money. Somehow we have connected our fear of math and we think that it's intermingled with finances and, and it's just one whole ball of interesting false identity which you're saying has to be looked at and purged before we can have a healthier relationship so I like I like that I like that so now what is a free resource that you can connect us to that will help our women on their journey to being more powerful and and feeling that sense of yes I got this Yes, absolutely. So a, a few of those tips that I talked with, plus some more, I, I got it out of my head and I got it into like a, a document, a PDF document that's called um, Three Simple Steps to Uplevel Your Budget. Awesome. And it really talks about those three different categories of how we organize our finances, how to turn our spending into a day-to-day expense. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing, but you have to get the document to, to read that. I don't have too much time to go into that. So you is the whammies of get, it. Yeah, you'll be yeah, able to get that link in the show notes, ladies. So don't worry about it. We've oh. got it covered. Amy's going to provide me with the link and it'll be in the show notes for you to be able to click on it and get access to that powerful PDF that is going to give you that those three important steps for you to be able to be um, become more empowered in your relationship with your finances. So now in closing, is there anything that we should have talked about or I should have asked you that we didn't cover that you'd like to, you know, bring home with? Mm. <laughs> That's a great question. I, I don't think so. I think you and I, it's, it's very interesting to me because my background is in public health, which I think uh-huh. I'd shared with you before. Yeah. I did that for many years until I had a couple of boys at 35 and 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 my life took a different turn. But mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting to hear you when you share about your passion about women having really getting, taking steps around their health. Mm-hmm. I feel that same way. One of the biggest stressors um, around our health is the stress is financial stress. Yeah. So I just see that they align in parallel mm-hmm. and more than anything else, I just, you know, this maybe isn't would have asked me, but it's my number one message to women is to give yourself permission mm-hmm. 
instead of asking, how can I figure this out? Asking who can I ask to help me to figure this out is a different, is a different question is a different paradigm to ask. So I think even just listening to this podcast is a bunch of women saying like, Hey, you know, how do I move forward in my life powerfully? And, and I love what you're emphasizing the fact that we do not have to figure everything out for ourselves. I keep stressing that to you, ladies, you are not alone. Please, 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 if there's nothing else you get from our times together, is the understanding that you are not alone. Please, as Amy says, start reframing that question and start looking to the resources around you, putting that question out to the universe saying, who can help me with this issue? Who can help me? And I guarantee you, once you put it out to the universe, the support will appear, whether it be in the form of podcasts like these or PDFs like the ones that Amy's going to show or invitations to join in different programs, you will have your answer to that question. But you first have to ask the question. Know that asking for help is actually a sign of courage. Asking for help is a sign of strength. And to me, Asking for help is a sign of intelligence. I think it's only stupid people out there who think they know everything and don't feel that they need to ask anybody for any help. But hey, you know, I'm biased. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) In any case, ladies, thank you for joining us today. Amy, thank you for being here with us and sharing these powerful words of wisdom. And we look forward to seeing you once again in our next episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. Bye. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. If you like what we're doing here, please share, subscribe, like us, and leave a comment. Your feedback is very much appreciated.